a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. There are many working class families in the United States of America who depend on some of public assistance to make ends meet. And most of them report also feeling very stuck in a government system. They often express that it feels like the government is giving them exactly what they need to stay exactly where they are rather than having an opportunity to move up the economic ladder. And so that causes us to want to rethink or think again about how do we actually do that and create that upward mobility or a glide path away from some of those uh, safety nets uh, as we help people up that economic ladder. To help us break all of that down, uh, really pleased to have joining us on the program, Angela Rashidi, uh, who is a senior fellow and the Rode, uh, Rowe Scholar in Poverty Studies at the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, and again, she studies poverty and the effects of federal safety net programs on low-income people here in America. Had a great piece in The Hill uh, on how we might think differently in terms of supporting families uh, through what uh, she's calling a working family credit. Angela, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be with you. Well, so let's let's dive into this. This is one of those, uh, again, I, there are so many who just feel like they're trapped in uh, some of those programs that are well-meaning and well-intended. Uh, and sometimes it, it is that get exactly what you need to stay exactly where you are. Uh, how should we be thinking at, about this, especially as it relates to things like child tax credit? Yes, you're, you're exactly right. And we actually have kind of a bifurcated system social safety net in in the U.S. in the sense that we have all these programs, uh, safety net programs that people kind of apply for. And and you're exactly right that it's based on people's income. So if they they earn more, then they're at risk of losing some of those benefits. So it really does kind of hold people back. And then on the other side, we have what we call tax credits. Um, And over time, some of these tax credits, which started as really just tax relief for people who paid income taxes, they got some relief on that. They've really kind of morphed into direct cash assistance or kind of an added layer to our safety net. Um, And so what I've argued in in the Hill piece and and in a recent report is that um, we need to kind of return those tax credits to their original purpose, which is tax relief. And they can, we can combine them and kind of use them in a, in a simpler way to support employment um, and to support marriage and try to just simplify our safety net so people don't feel trapped. Yeah, and so let's dig into that just a little bit in terms of uh, a more effective approach. Again, you make this case to, to focus on work and marriage uh, as part of that path out of poverty. Tell us about that. 
Sure. I mean, we know, I mean, from decades of research, really, that the likelihood of being in poverty decreases uh, with employment, usually full-time employment, and when people are married. Um, And that's just, you know, the the marriage piece of it is because you have the potential for two earners in the household. And the employment piece is because we know that um, to get out of poverty, uh, the income that comes from employment really is the number one uh, kind of source of that income. So it's um, kind of ironic that our safety net that we have in this country actually undermines both of those two very important components uh, to helping families get out of poverty. Um, And so I have argued in the past and argue in this recent piece that we need to kind of return to using our, our federal policies to support the very things that we know are going to help families get out of poverty, but also to your earlier point, help them chart a path towards upward mobility. Yeah. And and so help, help us understand that a little bit, because we, we've heard a lot, obviously, over the last six months or so uh, about the child tax credit. Uh, so so kind of walk us through the difference of how you envision that as opposed to how it's currently playing out and stalling out, I guess, uh, as Congress goes back and forth on it. Sure. Um, So for a long time in the U.S., we've had these two tax credits, the earned income tax credit, which is really targeted towards low income families. um, And it's kind of a wage supplement. So as those low income families earn more, they get a one time payment through the tax system each year that kind of supplements their earnings. We also have the child tax credit, which um, families at all different income levels uh, receive. Some of it for those who pay taxes, it uh, reduces their tax bill. And for, for some others who don't pay income tax, um, they get it as we call it refundable, but it, they get it one time a year as kind of a refund. So what happened last year um, in the Biden administration through the um, some pandemic relief in the American Rescue Plan is that they they expanded that child tax credit piece. Um, It always had been uh, tied to work in the sense that people only could receive it if they had some employment. So it kind of phased in as people uh, were working and they had to have some income to receive it. When when the Biden administration expanded it and and the Democrats signed off on that, they actually made it what we call fully refundable, which means it went to all families under a certain income level, but all families, whether there was work in the household or not. And that caused a lot of concern among people like me who have studied the issue of poverty and studied the importance of work uh, in reducing poverty uh, because it suggests that employment is not as important in getting those families out of poverty, that we can just write a check from the government and that's going to solve all the problems. And so I think that that was uh, misdirected. Um, and there certainly was a lot of debate about it. And in the end, it, and it did fail, as, as we all know, that the, they tried to make that expansion permanent and that did not happen. And one of the reasons was, I believe, this connection to work that uh, the expanded tax credit was, was severing. Yeah, and as we look at how we restructure a lot of these social programs and the tax code for a, for a modern age and for some of these challenges, uh, what else should we be thinking about to make sure that we are especially looking at those families uh, not as, as liabilities to be managed, um, but as just extraordinary assets with human potential and the, the ability to chart their own path? 
Yes, I think that's a really good point. And that's that's actually why I am a fan of the tax credit approach, um, as long as it's tied to work, because I think for families, they are looking for tax relief. Um, and even if they don't pay federal income taxes, they are likely paying or they are paying payroll taxes when they're working. They're likely paying, depending on where they live, state income taxes. They might be paying property taxes. So I think tax relief for those families is perfectly appropriate. And I like the idea of providing assistance through the tax system for them. And I think that is kind of a modern way to think about our safety net. If families are working and they are trying to get ahead and trying to provide for their families, um, that's an appropriate role for government to try to make that um, uh, easier for them or to try to try to give them the tools that they need to be successful in their own lives. And so I think the tax credit is a very good tool for that. But we have to be very careful that at the same time, we're not undermining the very things that families need to get ahead. And that takes us back to the employment and the marriage piece. Uh, fantastic. Angela Rashidi is a senior fellow and the Rowe Scholar in Poverty Studies at the American Enterprise Institute. Some really important message uh, and some great studies uh, that you've done over the years. I know you've uh, dug deep and long on all of this, uh, and this is a crucial conversation that I, I hope we can get to uh, in the months and years ahead because I do think it creates that actual path uh, towards upward mobility and everyone being able to live their own version of the American dream. Angela, thank you for your work, and thanks for sharing that with us today. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Again, that's Angela Rashidi. That is uh, really important research and really important insight in terms of how we use government. Government has a role to play, to be sure, uh, especially with those that are, are really struggling. How we do that so that we don't trap them or that we don't allow government to just provide exactly what they need to stay exactly where they are. We have to have a different kind of conversation around that. All right. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. A first on this show coming up, The Simpsons. The Simpsons have a principle to teach us about today's election. Find out what that is coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.